How y'all doing today? <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Rob. This is the Couch on Fire podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day. I really do. 2020 has been kicking some butt, but hopefully the tables have turned and the times have switched. Whatever you want to say, what any analogy you want to bring in, hopefully it all works out for you. But anyway, um, I hope you guys are doing great. I wanted to hop on here and kind of talk a little bit about this documentary I just saw on Netflix that everyone's kind of talking about, and I want to get ahead of the game. I want to give you my two cents on this thing. But before I do that, I just wanted to announce the Couch on Fire uh, YouTube channel, Couch on Fire podcast YouTube channel, is back in business. Um, I'm not really going to be uploading any podcasts anymore just because it's mostly audio and you don't really see me too much, but... So I changed it to just Couch on Fire. Um, you might see a little logo, Couch on Fire Productions. It's just a, you know, whatever. I'm going through a growing a growing period in my life. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I uploaded some gameplay. I've been playing some video games lately. I've been playing on the PC. I've been um, playing on the Xbox. And I wanted to bring some cool content of things that I like to do, but also involve you guys video-wise. So recently I dropped Among Us, which is a really cool game. I'm not going to get too much into it. I talked about it last podcast, but you should check it out. It's me and a whole bunch of friends just kind of hanging out and playing this game. It's on our YouTube channel right now, um, Couch on Fire Podcast or Couch on Fire or YouTube.com slash Couch on Fire. Check that out. Hopefully um, I'll have the links in the description so you don't have to really actually search it. You can just hit the link. But yeah, I also have a video coming out soon um, with me playing Gears of War 5, which is my favorite game of all time. So you get to see a little bit of me in action. I'm going to be playing some Gears with some friends, and I'm also going to be playing a lot of solo matches with some Gears. And I'm going to start a series, a series on there of um, some cool co-op gameplay. I'm not going to tell you the name of the game, but me and another friend of mine who's been a guest on the show, we want to play some video games together, so that should be fun. But... Let's get back to this podcast. So, like everybody else in the world, um, they pretty much have Netflix. Everyone kind of has Netflix. Netflix is what it is. It's the, the godfather, the OG, whatever you want to call it. It is the thing. Um, and Netflix has been, for those who don't know who Netflix is, if we lived under a rock, uh, it's just a streaming service. That's pretty much it. Um, but they, they actually put their own money that they make from us and they put it into movies, TV shows, and documentaries. And one of the things that I, as I get older, I'm starting to love is documentaries. Like true things that are happening. Like Unsolved Mysteries on that right now, oh my God, is amazing. I cannot wait for season two or part two, whatever they want to call it. Um, Making a Murderer, which is the first real documentary that pulled me into the Netflix documentary world. Which, oh my god, this really makes you think how corrupt our system is in this outrageous things. I mean, I can go down a list of all these documents. Tiger King just came out in 2020. I mean, there's so many. But recently, there was a new documentary. It just came out. And this documentary, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. It's not the best documentary, I would say. Um, I mean, there's definitely more documentaries that are... <sighs> So what's, con hold on, before I say anything, what's considered a good documentary? Now, everyone has their own stipulation. I'll tell you what I consider a good documentary. So what I consider a good documentary is it just basically, 
gives you bullet points, tells you a story, gives you a lot of visuals, makes you feel like you're there, but also makes you feel sympathetic towards the, per the bad person, the person that's really there. And like, for example, okay, so another documentary came out earlier this year. I didn't really talk too much about it, but it's about Jeffrey Epstein. Now, you, everyone kind of knows the story. They know what's going on, but they don't really know the story. So you start watching it, and then you just, like, pages. It's just like a, they need to pull you in. They need to grab you. And it's like episodes. It's like, oh, my gosh. And they definitely pulled me in. Um, so recently, this documentary that I'm talking about is called American Murder, The Family Next Door. Now, th this isn't a... Ser this isn't a series. It's not like one of those things where there's a whole bunch of episodes. This is basically just one hour, 45 minutes, or an hour and a half documentary video about this family in Colorado. It's uh, a husband, a wife. Uh, they have two kids, and then she's pregnant, and then she goes missing. And basically, you know, when we all know by now, when you're an adult, you know, if a wife goes missing, the first suspect is a husband. I wonder if it's the same though. If I go missing, do you think they would espouse? They probably would. But I'm a big guy, so they probably couldn't think that she did anything. But I don't know. But anyway, so they all go missing, and then the, it, it jumps. I mean, he jumps right into it. There is no leading up to it. Bam, jumps right into it. This documentary, I will say, they do a really good job showing like video. Like, the cops have chest cams, so you get to see, like, the facial expressions of the husband when they ask her, like, when's the last time you saw her? Like, there's so much content from this documentary. It's like, okay, well, this is cool. You get to see things that an average person may not see. Like, the whole cop thing, like I was just saying. The wife was actually a, she's not a YouTuber, but she's on Facebook Live all the time. She's always talking about her marriage. She's always talking about her kids. She tells a story about how her and her husband met, and... It just seemed, it seemed nice. But the problem with this documentary, and this is what I'll say, is I didn't know anything about the story, but right off the bat, you knew the husband was doing something shady. You knew right off the bat, like just the way he was acting right away. And it sucks because like, I don't mind like figuring out, you know, the answer real quick, but then I wanna, I wanna doubt myself in the middle though. If, I, if we're watching a documentary in the beginning, I wanna, I want to, okay, it's got to be him. It's got to be him. But then 40 minutes into it, I'm like, oh, maybe it's not. Maybe maybe he's telling the truth. And they try to do it a little bit, but no. They, uh, he, this son of a bitch. <laughs> so this is, I, hopefully you already know. I'll put in the description, the spoiler. But uh, yeah, I mean, this guy, he kills his wife, his pregnant wife. And he kills his two daughters. It makes me sick to my stomach knowing that he kills his daughters. And then he describes how he kills his daughters when they're talking to him. In the, um, when he's like confessing kind of. It just, it hurts me a little bit. But then it's like, but I, I just want to know why he did it. Like, why did he kill his daughters? I don't, this sounds weird, but I've been married for 10 years. I don't necessarily need a reason why he killed his wife. <laughs> but... I still want a reason why he killed his wife. And it kind of led up to it. There's a little plot holes that I'm not talking about because I don't want to give too much away. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is a true story. It happened in 2018. It's, um, it's pretty sad. Um, 
it was okay as a documentary. Does it stand up with the other ones that I watched this year, like Athlete A, the, the Ep- Jeffrey Epstein? He's, Tiger King, hands down, is probably the best one that came out this year. Um, Athlete A, Athlete A, it's pretty cool. It's a different type of documentary, but it's a cool one. But that begs the question that I want to know. Like, do you guys like documentary? Is this one of those things where, since I'm in my 30s, like I always said there was a path. Like, you know, I watched Nickelodeon growing up, then I watched MTV, then I didn't really watch anything. Then I started watching like Food Network and HTC. Now I'm all about the documentaries. Am I going to start watching the History Channel? Please tell me no. <laughs> I hope not. I just, I have this image in my brain that I'm going to start, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. But this documentary, my two cents is, it's good. I'm glad I watched it. It was very entertaining. Uh, it made me sick to my stomach. It's crazy to think that there are people like this out there that just randomly just have horror in their heart. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It just really wasn't, it wasn't my top tier of documentaries. Like I said, Tiger King's hands down, they won 2020. Um, you know, I mean, there's some other notable contenders in the documentary world just for Netflix. I'm just talking about Netflix. I mean, just what they produce. I mean, there's some other documentaries that they didn't personally, um, you know, produce. Oh, I think I was talking about The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez is the one documentary that made me turn it off. It was sick to my stomach. I am not going to say shit about that documentary. You need to go watch that documentary. If you have a child, I will say, if you don't feel the way I feel at the end of it, maybe there's something wrong with you, man. <laughs> because that, that documentary, ugh. There is another documentary that I refuse to watch. It says, Don't Fuck With Cats. And um, my best friend, who's just all about horror, is like, you need to watch it. I mean, this, this it's just endless. I can go on forever. But, yeah, so get back to the point. The um, documentary that I just recently watched of the American um, murder, The Family Next Door, I would probably give it a B for entertainment-wise. It was good, and it filled my hole that I, I've been yearning for some cool documentaries. But it's not an A+. Plus. It's not an A. Not a B+, B plus, just a straight B. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's that, man. I don't know, man. See, the, Netflix is just killing on the documentaries. I just, I really do like learning about people. Just knowing that there's people in this world that are just so, ugh, just so, like, I don't know. It's like a true crime thing. Like, people love true crime. Like, Unsolved Mysteries, oh, man, that's just so, I don't know. It's just crazy to me that there is people in this world that do that. But, um, yeah. But yeah, go check those out. I'm not sponsored by Netflix. I'm definitely not um, getting paid at any sort by promoting this. I just think you should check it out. Everyone else checking out. It's number one right now, at least on my Netflix feed. I don't know if everybody else has different numbers on their Netflix feed. So we'll see what happens. Um, what else have I been doing? Okay, well, besides recording videos and stuff like that to put on our YouTube channel, um, I went to a magic shop, like a, mag- a magician shop. So I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. There's a lot of tourists, a lot of cool things. And they have like uh, a couple magic stores, which is weird. I never grew up with magic. So I, I don't I don't know, like, 
I remember watching, uh, I don't know if this ages me, but maybe in the early 2000s, they had this show where it was like a guy, he was called like the Unmasked, or he was the, the Masked Magician. He would show you how to do tricks. Like he would get like, oh, this is the illusion. Like he would like pretty much probably piss off every magician in the world. And um, I used to watch that. I used to think that was cool. But then, I, I mean, that was pretty much it. I was never, it's cool to see it, but it's also like, I really don't care too much for it, to learn it at least. I just don't have the patience and time and muscle memory to really get into becoming a magician. Um, with that said though, going to a magic shop is pretty awesome. But I'm not gonna lie, the inner kid in me thinks that every door is fake in the magic shop. Like they have to have a hidden door. Like this is a magic shop, they have to. So I'm sitting there like fooling around shit, the guy comes over, he's like, yeah, I mean, it's COVID-19 right now. So the guy's coming over and like, why are you touching everything? I'm like, oh, do you have a hidden door? He's like, maybe. He knows he doesn't have a hidden door. He's just feeding into my beliefs of there's a damn magic. <laughs> there's just magicians everywhere. But there's some cool stuff there. There's a magic kit for beginners. and But it just makes me think, do people still want to learn magic? I mean, the magician nowadays are more the big time ones. are not like... I don't know, the illusion, I mean, it's more like illusion, it's more, I don't know, I don't go to magic shows, I don't even know if there is magic shows, I feel like ma magicians were at their prime in like the 20s, the, the teens, the 20s, the 30s, maybe 40s, maybe even 50s, I think that's when their prime is, you ever seen The Prestige, good classic movie, Christopher Nolan, um, you got like, I fucking can't remember all the Christian Bale. <laughs> you got some good actors in that movie. And it's pretty much about two magicians that are just kind of fighting each other to be the best. And I'm pretty sure it takes place in the 20s, maybe the 30s, because Tesla was alive. And um, it just, that was a, that's a cool movie. I think movies about magic is pretty awesome. I mean, I think they're pretty, uh, pretty slick. I mean, I don't. I just don't never seen a magician and before actually that's a lie I just remember as I'm telling this story because I like to fly by the seat of my pants um, a long time ago I was at a restaurant I'm gonna drop some names for the folks from uh, where I grew up at a place called Pat's Pizzeria I was sitting down there eating um, some lunch liner whatever you want to call it and I remember a guy would go to every table and he was making balloon animals but we were kind of the adult table like it was just me and my friends and stuff and he was like, you know what? I'm not gonna make you blue nails. I'm gonna show you a magic trick. And he did a magic trick and it wowed me. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I fell for it to this day. I can't remember how the fuck he did it. I, well, I still don't know how he did it. I mean, it's just a really cool magic trick. And so there is a, a yearn for it. Like, it's really like, oh, you're you're fucking with my brain. It's, it's pretty cool. But it's definitely, I don't know. It's just not there. I just, you know, I just can't, I can't comprehend people paying a whole bunch of money to go to a show and watch magic anymore unless you're in las vegas las vegas still gets away with everything i mean you can have magic shows you can have a 70 year old man russell white tiger you know what i'm talking about and still be irrelevant you can have a guy sing don Cachet like seven nights a week and still be irrelevant you can have elvis and still be irrelevant las vegas is just las vegas it's got to be weird but everywhere else in the world where are the magicians? Are they hiding? Is it like one of those things? You ever seen The Three Musketeers? That movie that came out in the 90s with like Charlie Sheen and stuff. Um, 
where like all the all the musketeers are in hibernation but then someone makes the call and all of them just open boxes dig up dig up you know old boxes from the ground open closets and all the knights are still there like they pulled out their old their old equipment so i wonder if like one day magicians are going to make a second coming and they're gonna be like oh magicians come and then psh, put the spotlight in the sky i don't know i'm just going on this tangent way too long about magicians <laughs> um but yeah so i don't know I, I you don't really hear too much about it anymore maybe it's gone and yeah with that said at that magician store it was fully stocked and it was fully packed so there's obviously a fan base for it there's obviously a yearn for it i just don't get it i don't understand it you know and if i saw them more it'd be different if I was homeless, I think I would learn to be a magician. That's how you do it. Someone like you're sitting there panhandling on the corner, and they give you a, a dollar bill, and you turn that dollar bill into a hundred dollar bill, and you say, "Oh, thank you." And then they're like, "What?" And then they hire you to go to their kid's house, well, to their house to be um, a magician for a party. And then someone there is a producer and is like, "Man, I'm gonna give you a TV show because you got a personality." And bam, you were homeless, and now you're rich. Is that too far fetched? Most likely that's too far fetched. <laughs> that's a crazy story. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Um, but before I end this podcast, there was one more thing I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit is uh, where the hell is sports going to go in 2021? Um, I don't really talk too much about sports. I do watch sports religiously. I love sports. I grew up with sports. But it's kind of hard for one individual to really talk about sports without feeding off somebody else kind of thing. And um, so I don't really talk about it too much. I don't really get into the details, player names, things like that, their stats. Uh, but I have been watching the NFL. We're on week four. And it's just it's getting very interesting. And I'm not talking about people scoring or people doing all this stuff. It's getting interesting because 2020, COVID-19 is still around. Um, the deaths are falling down, but people getting sick from it is still going to be up, up and at from it. It's pretty much going to be the flu in my eyes, but sports are just treating it like it's the plague sometimes. So, you know, in the NFL, they recently just canceled a game. Then they moved to another game, and it's not going to be the first. I think the owners' meeting just happened with, uh, so all the owners of the football team just sat down with like Roger Goodell and a whole bunch of other executives from the NFL. And they were talking about how they want to move. Or, I'm sorry, not move. But they were talking, I think one of the things on the table is fines. Because coaches are not wearing masks all the time. And the other thing is maybe shortening the season. Because this is going to happen more. More players. There's so many players. There's like 52 people on a roster. Then you got coaches. Then you got, you know, gym people. that You know, not gym people. Like uh, physical trainers. You got all these people on the sidelines. And now, as an owner of a football team, you want some fans because you want some money. You want some money going into it because right now you're just bleeding out money. Unless your team wins the Super Bowl, you're bleeding out money. So you want some fans. So fans are coming in. It's just, you know, I was watching this game last night, and um, they had 16,000 fans in there. Now, that seems like a lot. But I'm pretty sure they can hold like 30K in that stadium. So it's like half the stadium. But it's like, you know, it's just, it's just going to get a little worse. Um, 
I my personal opinion is, and as a fan, I don't want to see this happen. But maybe we pause again. Maybe we just don't have sports for a little bit. I mean, or we just it's so, there's just so many. I would say we do what the NBA is doing, like have shelter everyone in a couple hotels and just have one field that everyone plays on. But the NFL, there's a lot. I mean, you got to think there's 32 teams, 52 people, players, just players on each team. That's not including like the equipment people and all this other stuff. So this this is a lot. You would have to rent out a whole state. <laughs> Probably you would have to rent out like so much shit just to just to have them play. I mean, uh, it sucks. It really does. Um, I mean, everyone's thinking it. They just want to play. They don't really care about the well-beings of everybody else but themselves. We're all selfish. But once your team gets sick and it's going to take one person, one player getting sick and possibly dying from it for them to be like, we need to stop. We need to just call this season as it is and just hope for the best next year. I want to know. So the NBA Finals are going on right now. I want to know once they end, when the hell is NBA is supposed to start in October? It start preseason starts in October, November this through June is the NBA season. But right now, it's it's not even they're still playing for twenty like the nine uh, 2019 2000, what the 2019-2020 season. They're still finishing right now. They're finishing it right now. So I, I don't know I don't know how it's gonna work out. I just don't know. So many ifs and wants in this freaking year that we're having, but yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you enjoyed this episode. Like and share. Go check out our YouTube. Um, like I said, I'm putting up some content, some pretty cool stuff. Um, some of them are cool. Some of them are just kind of testing the water, see what happens. Um, yeah, and I have a special guest next podcast, so I really hope you guys are ready for this bad boy. It is October. So what's October? Horror. So we need to talk about some horror. So stay tuned. We're going to try to get you a horror episode out, maybe one or two. Should be fun. Love you guys. If you guys love and like what you just heard, please like and share us. Go to our Facebook page or Instagram page or Twitter page, all at Couch on Fire Podcast. Um, we couldn't do this without you guys' support, and we want to continue doing this because we do love and cherish everything we say and everything we do. And uh, thank you guys for everything, and I will see you next episode.